Damn, what is up, internet friend? Welcome to Walking and Talking. This is Ben Bennett. What follows is the audio version of Walking and Talking, which was originally recorded as a video. I'm transferring all of the series onto this podcast format because I think that this is a more flexible way to engage with this content. I like the idea of this audio accompanying you with your own visual field wherever you happen to be and whatever you happen to be doing, rather than tempting you to stare at a screen for hours on end. In some of these back episodes, you may hear some mic handling and wind noise, but the audio quality generally improves as the series progresses. Publishing, walking, and talking as a podcast does take additional time and money spent on my end, so if you appreciate this show and its ad-free status, please consider supporting it via Patreon at patreon.com slash benjaminbennett. Patreon is currently the only form of income that I receive for walking and talking, and I would prefer to keep the show free from any ads or sponsorship. I'm hoping to increase the frequency and intensity of these episodes, as well as start an additional series, and it's becoming clear to me that I'll need to start at least offsetting some of my expenses in order to do so. I have always lived with as few expenses as possible for both practical and ethical reasons. For almost two decades, I have dumpster-dived a significant portion of my food and other commodities because of how much I dislike waste. This is all just to say that any small amount you donate will go a very long way in making this work increasingly possible because I won't blow your money on beer and overpriced avocado toast. If you're on the fence about donating and have any questions about my financial situation, or anything else for that matter, just shoot me an email at sittingandsmiling, all one word, at gmail.com. Once again, that's sittingandsmiling at gmail.com. I aim for transparency. Once more, the URL is patreon.com slash benjaminbennett, and you can also find that link in the show notes. Now, with my deepest gratitude, regardless of what you decide, on to the show. Hey everybody, here we are again, walking and talking. That was the, that felt like a, this abrupt shift from not talking into talking when I said that. And then after I did the introduction, I was like, uh oh, what am I going to say after the introduction where I say, hey, we're walking and talking. But uh, that, the, uh, it wasn't too big of a problem because I, after, uh, I, I did notice a small pause, but it wasn't too long and I, I did um, get into just uh, revealing my thoughts, which is sort of what I tend to do on these walks where I talk. I have an idea today of a different path to walk on and uh, that I haven't walked on so far while walking and talking. I've walked on it without talking before. And um, it'll it'll be kind of a uh, intermediary between the man-made world and the natural world, although more man-made than than non-man-made, I would say. But again, I've introduced this dichotomy between 
natural and man-made, which I think is problematic. I'm running across the street, jaywalking. Now I'm filming myself again, just giving you a little more variety of things to look at. If indeed you are actually watching the video portion and not just listening to the audio. <clears throat> I I think I feel I think I am actually in a somewhat positive mood. As in my as in it doesn't, I, I don't notice any discomfort in my body right now. And, um, I, I, uh, I feel fairly, uh, energetic, but also fairly calm. And that, that is, I, I feel energy, but without feeling anxious. And I, I think it may have to do with having uh, exercised this morning. I did my exercise routine, and then I had soup for breakfast that was really hearty. And for some reason, e eating soup tends to make me feel really good. Like it's, it's very, it feels like it digests very easily and that it gives me a long lasting kind of energy where I won't feel hungry for quite a while. Then there is the, then then we just had this gap and uh, I was I was kind of experimenting with the gap for a few seconds, thinking um, like for like for a moment I was just kind of uh, sort of intentionally letting the gap ride for for a moment, and I think uh, part of what was going on there was that I. I recognize that uh, many times in the past of the walking talking videos when there's a gap I immediately come back in saying something about the gap maybe something a little regretful about the gap talking about how I don't want there to be gaps and so this past gap I think I, I think I was realizing that and trying to find an alternate way of dealing with the gap or maybe um, trying to get rid of these feelings of regret associated with having a gap in talking. The uh, I I think I also feel good right now because the the weather is really pleasant to feel. It's neither too hot nor too cold. Whether I'm in the shade 
or the sunlight and there's a slight breeze and to me it feels pleasant on my skin I, I note in the past moment after I said the word skin I, for some reason my attention went to the sound of my keys jingling on my belt I'll show them to you My keys always hang from a belt, my belt loop. And for whatever reason, I, when I finished a sentence, that was the, that sound, that little jingle sound was the thing that I noticed. Right now I just noticed the sound of the car passing. And then I had the thought that I was thinking about how I was talking about these two sounds that I noticed. And then I had uh, a slightly evaluative thought about this uh, practice of, of vocalizing sounds that I noticed. And... The evaluative thought had to do with me associating that idea with um, kind of a guided meditation or something where, I don't know, I, I just, I have an image of my mind that is, uh, probably has a basis in some past memory or something. I'm sure something like this has happened where, you know, I'm sitting and then there's there's somebody telling me got like to to relax and just to notice things and if there's a sound then you just notice the sound and and uh, without judging it or something like that. Um, or or some kind of uh uh quote-unquote, deep listening exercise. So, it's kind of like the, like like listening and meditation. Listening can be a form of meditation or something and is, is maybe um, promoted as such by uh, certain people. And uh, so I had this, when I... When I after I said that I noticed my keys jingle and then I noticed the sound of the car, um, I had the thought of maybe this video is just turning into one of these like guided sound meditation things. And so I, that was, that was like kind of a negative evaluative thought because I want it to be something that's not that. Generally, I want the videos to be something that's um, not that's not duplicating anything else and that serves a serves a function that's not being served anywhere else you know on the internet or real life or wherever and as far as I know I'm not aware of 
anything else that does what I think this is doing and so I, I think I'm maybe successful in, in that and there, in those past sentences where I was talking about um, sort of my uh, intent with these videos uh, towards the end of it I started to think that 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 this is um, getting a little bit too abstract and and by by abstract what I really mean is that it's uh, like referring to something that's too extrinsic to this particular moment. It's almost like, um, or that it's referring, yeah, too much, too much to the outside world. Really, I was, I was gonna say maybe it's, maybe it's the f future or the past, and yeah, I, I do think it perhaps references my ideas of the future or the past, but uh, more, more so, I think. My issue with it is it um, referencing <clears throat> hypothetical other material or hypothetical other work that hypothetical other people are hypothetically doing. And what I wanted to do was kind of reel it back in to, to really just discussing like the um, the most the most present thoughts that I'm having but on another on the other hand I'd have to say that um, you know it could definitely be said and argued that those were the most present thoughts I was having but Obviously, towards the end of it, those thoughts did allow for some other thoughts to be occurring in my brain while I was speaking, out, while I was while I was vocally expressing this line of thought about the uh, value and function of this video. So what I'm, what I, I think right now, what I feel really interested in is the possibility of, or is uh, maybe an aim of speaking, speaking thoughts that I have that are so immediate and being so completely uh, focused and absorbed in these thoughts that they, that they, that there's no room for other thoughts to be happening in my mind that I'm being silent about, you know, like trying to be trying to completely vocalize everything that I'm thinking and for that to happen it's it seems like the thoughts have to be so <clears throat> so focused in the it's like I have to be so focused on these thoughts that that I, I'm I'm not like actively constructing another thought while I'm speaking 
I'm not sure if that's really possible. You know, I'm trying to notice it right now. I'm trying to notice if while I'm saying stuff, if there's other thoughts being constructed in my head, but it's kind of hard to notice. I am continually, continually speaking right now pretty well. Like I'm noticing that happen. I'm, I'm noticing the thoughts coming out pretty fluidly without uh, seeming to like, without feeling too contrived and without noticing myself thinking about them too much in advance. There, I would, I do think that definitely to be able to construct a coherent sentence that, that some kind of pre-construction has to be happening that's, you know, that's, that's separate from the actual sound being produced by my vocal cords and mouth, you know? The, for, for a coherent thought to happen, it does have to, it does have to occur through time. Like, it, there has to be a past and a present. Like, for you to actually comprehend a sentence, it seems like you have to, by the end of the sentence, you have to remember the beginning of the sentence and then be able to put it together and, uh, you know, put it through the language centers of your brain and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm not actually positive if it is possible for me to be talking without thinking at all. That It sounds like kind of a stretch, like that might be possible. And then... Um, I'm even, I can even remember now that I have, that uh, even during this fairly fluid and rapid um, train of speech, I, I did have uh, some certain thoughts that didn't quite fit into that train of speech that I, I kind of uh, like bookmarked for later. Like I could bring these thoughts back in for later. If I if this train of thought like finished or something, so that's definitely evidence that there is um, thinking going on that I'm not saying, and I'm and now I'm remembering like one of these thoughts that I had sort of uh, filed away for for maybe a few minutes. I thought like maybe in a few minutes if this train of thought completes, I'll I'll do this thought that I'm thinking right now but not saying. And right now I'm wondering if that thought's uh, worth talking about. And I don't really think it is because it's, uh, it's referential to one of the trains of thought that I was vocalizing just a few minutes earlier in this video. And I, I guess for whatever reason, uh, it doesn't feel that re relevant right now. Like I, I could bring it up. But, you know, at, at this point, it references a, a very specific thing that I said. And now that thing, like, feels a little bit external to this moment. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I'll probably just, like, let that go. Because even, even now talking about uh, this process that I'm going through, uh, this decision-making process of whether to bring up this previously filed away thought or... Um, it's it's becoming its own train of thought that t 
to me feels a little bit more relevant to the present moment or a little bit more uh, I guess I could say honest <clears throat> it's but um, it's almost like I'm trying to um, just c continue having thoughts that aren't, aren't really like evaluative and aren't really referential uh, to something else and but <clears throat> You know that's that's even saying that is is evidence that I I do have um, a, a certain kind of preference for for uh, the nature of the things that I'm saying, which does which implies at least a conditional kind of evaluation, and I I think it's fine to have conditional evaluations and judgments. Uh, especially if you are able to remain aware that they are indeed conditional that and by by conditional I mean like I'm saying that that uh, in the context of this video in the context of walking and talking I'm preferring to express thoughts that are non-evaluative non-judgmental and I'm preferring to express thoughts that are not referencing external ideas or external objects or external actions and either whether they be external temporally or spatially and so uh, so the, the condition is that that's, that's what I'm choosing to strive towards for this video but I, I realize that that is that's that's a conditional thing that I'm choosing to do and it's not that I hold any kind of um, like ultimate uh, judgment about those things like any like it's it's not like I'm saying that that uh, those types of thoughts are by any means inferior to the types of thoughts that I'm saying in in any broader context than the context of this video if that makes sense and when I then when I when I asked you that question when I asked you that question the thought that occurred in my mind was uh, does it does it matter if it makes sense and now I'm thinking yeah I, I do want what I'm saying to make sense to you and at, at least as much as it makes sense to, to myself we're walking past a loud machine here, so I'm probably going to yell, and I'm aware that the uh, audio gain has turned up quite a lot, so you may be hearing some distortion happening right now, maybe some digital audio clipping, and hopefully what I'm saying is, is uh, still somewhat understandable through the... Through the, even through the audio clipping but it, it, even if it's not even if um, it becomes just a distorted mess that you can't really understand I'm not going to worry about that and I think it's okay but generally I'm not trying to um, 
create the sort of thing that that where I, I, I where I would want people to see it and it to not make sense f- to them or or f- for people to to see it or hear it and and think that there's something um, there's something going on that they don't understand or to think that um, that um, that maybe yeah maybe they're they're not uh, s- s- smart enough to understand or or lack the specified uh, type of education to understand it. Unfortunately, this being in the English language um, is going to create that barrier for a lot of people if they don't speak English. And um, although that's regrettable, maybe you know, maybe someday it'll occur that that uh, that this could be translated or something. Although that's um, really that would really be asking a lot of someone. Uh, anyways, within the context of of English speakers, though, like within that. Within that uh, limited reach, my goal is for for things that I say to um, to make sense, you know, to have like make syn- syntactical sense and to to be uh, as clearly as possible transmitting the thoughts that are happening in my brain and really not to hide anything. I, I think that I think that what I want is really to not be hiding any thoughts, and I, I realize that that uh, everyone does have certain thoughts that <clears throat> that may be important to keep private sometimes, um, and especially myself, I'm I'm definitely like have thoughts that uh, that I think that if I if I just revealed them like would uh would definitely like cause some like um <clears throat> uh i don't know maybe like like at at the very least like social awkwardness um or or could potentially like um yeah could potentially uh transmit distress for instance, if I'm like having to be in a particularly negative mood or angry mood or something, and then I vocalize all those thoughts that I'm having um, from from that emotion of feeling angry, that's what, or or like, yeah, that that could uh, of course like trigger anger in someone else, or even if I was like feeling. Um, for instance, like uh, sexual thoughts in a in a, a certain social context, and I imagine that it's it's quite common for people to experience sexual thoughts or feelings in a social situation where they choose not to reveal those things because it would be socially inappropriate. 
or that they that um, ex- they they feel that expressing them would <clears throat> create uh, yeah some kind of undesirable outcome and for this for this uh, walking and talking video like while I'm while I'm doing this I th- I think that it I don't think that I've really like had had very many of those types of thoughts that I choose to hide in the video it could be I'm it's I mean it's it's quite possible but like generally speaking I think that my the types of thoughts that I've had uh, I have generally felt that they were worthy and acceptable enough to to reveal in the video and that they they wouldn't cause any significant harm even if even if you know maybe uh, maybe if I am do even push the my uh, my personal uh, comfort zone you know if I push push the boundaries of that a little bit uh, I think that should be okay there's you know <clears throat> there's there's always a risk of offending someone and it's certainly certainly I, I don't want to offend people but I, I am interested also in um, in pushing the boundary of revealing certain thoughts that I have that I would that in a, a normal scenario might keep private and <clears throat> Another another thing I'm considering is that the possibility that while while I am walking and talking I'm very aware that everything I say will become public so I, I wonder if like subconsciously that knowledge would cause me to sort of direct my thoughts in such a manner that they are, that I that uh, that they are publicly appropriate, you know, appropriate to reveal to the public. I think that's uh, that's that's a that's a possibility. Uh, and I'm also thinking that this uh, perhaps this this process of walking and talking is like. Um, per, since since I since I, I feel like I, I am making myself like my publicly accountable for every thought that I have while I'm doing this, <clears throat> perhaps maybe I'm maybe I'm putting myself into a a kind of framework or limitation that encourages me to 
to direct my thinking in a more positive or construction constructive manner than might otherwise be the case. For instance, if I was not recording what I was saying, or if I was just spending time by myself and maybe maybe bored or something, uh, I might have um, I might be more likely to kind of ruminate in negative thoughts or to to have um, maybe other sorts of uh, thoughts of, of uh, desire or or stuff that you know stuff that might be either Negative, negative in terms of thinking about myself or negative in terms of thinking about other people or the world at large. <clears throat> and maybe since, I'm, since I know that I'm making my thoughts public now, um, there's, there's more of a motivation to, to maintain my train of thought away from these... Uh, negative thoughts that from this perspective now I can I can see that they're pretty they're really don't help myself or anyone else you know but why you know it's why is it that we tend to have these kinds of thoughts anyways even if like from an outside from a outside perspective or you can you can kind of uh, look at them as being uh, unproductive, and I say unproductive, meaning that they they only like cause ourselves suffering. And I can I can be I can be I can be actively ruminating a negative thought in my head, and be aware at the same time that that thought isn't going to help me be more happy at all you know but and then but I'll still maybe have a hard time directing myself towards towards doing something or thinking something that does lead me towards more happiness <clears throat> I'm it's it's like a, like kind of like a bad habit or something like if you were just if you were eating a bag of potato chips, maybe I'm thinking of that because I just walked past an empty bag of potato chips, and uh, there's something in you that's like these eating these po- potato chips are really not going to make me any happier in the long run, and might make me less happy in the long run because um, I won't feel any healthier after I eat these potato chips yet at the same time you there's another part of us that uh, compels us to just keep eating the potato chips and so I think sometimes thinking can be that way now now I'm on the part of the path that has more vegetation and it's by a canal and there's less street noise so like I'm I'm finding this to be really pleasant. 
Everything's very green. I hear a lot of crickets. Yet at the same time, I'm not getting bit by any mosquitoes. The, the, the path is easy to walk on. There's water with lots of uh, plants growing in it and there's a good possibility that we'll even encounter a turtle at some point in here. So I, I really have nothing to complain about. And um, when I say that and I hear myself saying it, it's, it strikes me as <clears throat> a pretty positive thing. Like I, I'm remembering now the last walking and talking video. You, you know, forgive me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get external now. I'm gonna reference the past. Just forgive me. Or don't, don't forgive me, I'm not a, I don't need to apologize. Maybe, maybe I do need to. Anyways, oh, here's, here's some turtles. Several turtles. I don't know if you can see them. They're just, they're holding still and their shells are poking up through this algae. They're really still. And there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Twelve. Oh, you see these ones moving. These ones are huge. Thirteen, fourteen. Those are big turtles. Fourteen. I just, we just saw, I just saw fourteen turtles. I'm not sure if you saw them. Okay, here's, here's more. 15, 16, 17, there's little ones over there. 18, 18 another little one. 19, another large-ish one. 19, 20, 20 turtles. When I, when I see reptiles or amphibians, it makes me happy. It, it, it makes me happier than when I, than, than the absence of reptiles and amphibians. When I, the, uh, the last, the last walking and talking video, <clears throat> The one in which I was walking mainly through the woods. I, I, um, 
I think of it to myself as, as having uh, a kind of emotional topography that was <clears throat> that was uh, like the first three and a half hours of it were uh, just slightly negative like it like was it was like it was like a flat line that was below the neutral line you know like it was flat but it was like I, I was thinking of it as being slightly negative emotion and then in the last in the very last like half hour or so of it then then I remember it getting um, having an upswing and becoming um, maybe either either neutral or positive um, or or perhaps even transcending the whole um, emotional topography paradigm that uh, that I'm referencing so often that is um, in the in the final half hour it seemed like my thinking was coming from a, a different place than um, than than like I don't know than than the good or bad dichotomy thing, but then but then I actually judged that as a good thing. Like I remember that video like like I. I guess I would say I felt better at the end. Yeah, I would. I can say that I felt better at the end, and it ended positively. This video, this walking and talking, has felt to me positive at the beginning, and has continued to feel pretty positive. I that is, I've felt pretty positive while I've been making this video, pretty much since the beginning. And I could, I could wonder, uh, is, is this, is this, uh, something to be worried about it? As in, will, because I'm having these positive emotions, is it going to cause me to have negative emotions later in the video? You know, what if it's the reverse of the last video where it's like positive for a really long time, but then, then, uh, my emotional state nosedives and I feel really negative at the end of the video and I, I think that that would be unrewarding for the viewer um, to, to experience you know to have to have a long period of positivity followed by negativity and then ending in the negative I think would It would leave, leave the, probably leave the viewer with some negative emotions. And, that's fish. That's, like if, if you imagine like the, the, the arcs, the storylines of, of uh, movies, that's a kind of arc that I, 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 uh, I don't know if there's, if I can remember a movie that has that kind of arc where it's like, the movie is like, um, 
it is uh, full of positive emotions for most of it and then it gets really negative at the end and you know like yeah it's hard for me to imagine um, somebody making that kind of movie but you know maybe it's maybe it's a good idea to make it if it hasn't been made I I have this desire for the videos to be uh, helpful in some way to viewers like um, and I, I want I want the viewers to experience positive emotions generally in the same way that I want myself to but um, the, the reason that I, I value being completely honest about my emotional state more than than uh, directing my emotional state into positivity <clears throat> I suppose is that I have the notion that being completely honest and transparent about your emotional state um, might lead towards more effective coping mechanisms to deal with negative emotions and to and it it, it uh, that process may be strengthening our ability to to maintain positive or constructive modes of thinking And so, due to that, I have the belief that even if I, even if I end up expressing negative thoughts and negative emotions during these videos, that if, if the viewer does watch them, uh, they may be able to gain something from that that could be <clears throat> that could possibly help direct the the viewer towards uh, a better understanding of their own thought processes and their own coping mechanisms and perhaps that could be an aid in uh, in personal development or something like that you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I said, or something like that. Um, I think that the function of that, that, uh, that little qualifier or, or was, is, was probably to, to manage my own image that I'm portraying of myself as being more down to earth and less less like some kind of 
uh, professional, which I, um, I, I certainly don't consider myself to be <clears throat> any kind of uh, mental health professional by any recognized standards. <clears throat> but for certain what I'm what I'm doing relates to mental health and relates to both my own mental health and that of viewers. And I think has the potential to be an aid for mental health. But I think I, I think I, 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 you know, like maybe like qualified myself or saying or something like that in, in order to, um, To, to express the, the sort of um, there, there's always some element of uh, self-questioning or, or self-doubt in me and so I, I, maybe I felt it important to acknowledge that um, or it's, it's possible that it could have even been uh, somewhat disingenuous thing to express uh, which something that I possibly even set out of fear uh, fear that by sounding too sure of myself that viewers might be more skeptical of me there's a uh, a heron behind the bush now. Let's see if we can see it. There it is. Still behind that little bush. I don't know if you can see that. Can I zoom in this thing? I'm zooming. Alright, I've, I've uh, discovered a new feature of this old this old video camera that I have uh, which is the zoom feature and so maybe that'll maybe that'll come into play sometimes when there's a particular visual phenomenon that I want to focus on like maybe uh, it would have come in handy when showing you all those turtles that I was seeing. Maybe if we come back, if I walk past this spot again, and the turtles are there, I can zoom in on them so that you can see them better. But uh, it's also probably likely that we'll encounter some more turtles. I think as I, I was... Um, as I've been saying, I don't necessarily want to... <clears throat> um, here's a turtle.
Yeah, now you can see him. Or her. And there's some small ones. There's an itty bitty one. I'm not sure if you can see the itty bitty one. I think it's about, yeah, it's about in the middle of the frame now. And then there's the less itty bitty one. I'll zoom out again. I don't want to. To uh, be overly modest is is the thing. I mean, I, I want to. Oh, there's a big one. Oh, whoa! They all just swam down under the algae. I want to express self-doubt if I truly have it, but. If I don't have it and I feel pretty certain about what I'm saying, I don't want to add unnecessary qualifiers that that express a false modesty. And so in saying that this video could possibly be helpful in terms of mental health, uh, I don't think I need to qualify that because I, I'm not saying for sure that it's going to be helpful for you, but I think that there's a possibility. Uh, there's a little bit more of a breeze happening and it feels uh, quite pleasant. And, you know, I had the, f the feeling, as much as I am enjoying my environment right now and the, the, the feelings of feeling my body, you know, feeling the air against my body and seeing plants and turtles and water. It's, it's not a... It's not a 100% positive emotion. There, there is a tinge of sadness to it. And... I, I think the sadden, some of the sadness may be associated with... Not being able to fully share this experience with another person... Um, as, as in the, the senses that I'm feeling right now can be portrayed to a certain extent to you, the viewer, via this video, via the, the, uh, the words coming through the audio and the environmental sounds from the audio and the images captured by the camera <clears throat> but it's not as it's not as close to the experience that I'm having 
as it would be if you if you were here walking next to me and so some of that sadness I felt was a, a kind of sadness associated with not being able to fully enjoy this experience because I, I had the, the feeling like I would enjoy it more if there were somebody else physically with me here walking next to me who could see the turtles and the algae especially if it was someone who had never walked this path before and so it was a newer experience for them <clears throat> I, I felt I felt sad at the lack of that at the lack of being able to fully share this experience but I'm, I'm still appreciative that I am sharing the experience to the best degree that I can with you um, and not only with you but with other viewers too and it's it's possible that oh there's some very itty bitty turtles on a rock see the two turtles on the rock little ones it's possible that even if this video isn't as directly a shared experience as it would be if you were walking with me it's, it's possible that the video is actually able to share this experience with a greater number of people than would really be possible or or practical walking next to me here maybe as as in as in it's it's likely that that uh, using the computer and, and using the internet is an activity that's fairly integrated into your everyday life like most people own a computer now and have internet access well actually I'm not sure about the like world statistics statistics on that but many people have internet access and a computer and have the ability to watch this video from their home or from wherever they are without having to uh, travel to where I am at this specific time to be able to walk with me next on this path. So maybe if it's if that that's a you know I'm I'm thinking about the way that I feel right now in my physical environment and 
I'm imagining the way you might feel and I'm imagining the differences and that I can I feel a breeze on me and I, I feel the difference between relative relative heat and relative cool when I walk in and out of the shade and in and out of the sunlight like I feel the sun on me or I can feel the shade I can feel the breeze and I can I can smell things here like I can smell um, a, a very faint floral smell like it's not a really strong floral smell but I f smell flowers and there's a little bit of a smell of the of the canal water um, and these these are sensations that you're I'm I'm that are different than the sensations you are feeling And I'm, I'm imagining that if you're, you know, watching this video, most likely you're indoors. And so you wouldn't feel the breeze. And probably not the, the sunlight on you. And you wouldn't be, you'd, you wouldn't be smelling these things. Um, and if, if you're in your own home, you're also in an environment that's that's so familiar to you that some of the sensations you may be feeling go completely unnoticed because you feel them every day like this the smell of your own house people become so accustomed to I mean, myself included, that you don't you don't notice anything, and effectively you don't smell anything if you're in your house and and you're not like altering the the um, background smell by doing something like cooking or or burning incense or something like that. And um, perhaps the thing is that with me walking outside on this day, s certain of these senses, sensations that I'm having through my various sense receptors are different than my day, my, the daily experience that I'm used to. Although, you know, I, I, I do spend a fair amount of time outside. But I'm, I'm, noti I'm noting the pleasantness of how I feel in this environment. And, and perhaps that it's, it's that the, uh, the various sensations that I have draw attention... To themselves or or to my body or really to my to my experience it's it's like um, I can't make a I'm not gonna 
make a distinction between like feeling my body and feeling the sensations it's kind of one and the same you know like uh if you feel your body you're feeling a sensation and if you're feeling a sensation then uh it's coming through your body and e even the things that i'm seeing <clears throat> is me perceiving information that my eyeballs are transmitting so it's like there's there's not a difference between seeing the world and perceiving information that your eyeballs are sending to your brain but perhaps maybe it's when i think about you there watching the video I, I like have this desire I have a desire for you to be here with me uh, f feeling completely all the sensations that I'm feeling or I mean not ex you you can't really feel exactly all the sensations that I'm feeling without actually being me but you would be feeling very similar sensations <clears throat> and uh, I'm just imagining the the pl the pleasantness the increased pleasantness that you might be able to feel if you were here walking next to me but it, when i when i say that i i fear that that i could be uh actually <clears throat> instigating longing or uh or fomo as they say which is FOMO is an acronym for fear of missing out. And I want to be conscientious not to uh, not to bring up those negative emotions, but you know, maybe it's actually maybe it's okay to bring up those sorts of negative emotions. Um, and to, and to acknowledge them and while on one hand, I want to use this medium of video to give you the most beneficial uh, experience as I can, uh, perhaps it, it's possible that one aspect of that would be to um, stir up the notion or the idea or the possibility perhaps even the desire to be outside as I am right now and uh, and to be experiencing different sensations than you normally would if you just stayed inside and continued watching the video now it's now I'm starting to say things that 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 uh, maybe sound like I'm advocating to stop watching this video. It sounds like I'm beginning to sort of advocate going outside. But in actuality, what I what I want for you is is to to feel a sense of contentment 
with whatever activity you decide to do. So I, I, I am going to continue walking and talking here. <clears throat> and I, I welcome and invite you to continue watching and listening. In, in whatever state, you know, whatever mode feels best to you, whether you're sitting and watching it or whether you're doing something else while listening to the audio. Um, that's, that's, I think that could be, that could be a nice experience. You know, maybe if you have some like, sort of like physical manual uh, activity to do. It could be a nice thing to to listen to this while you do it, <clears throat> um, especially if that activity doesn't um, require too much uh, verbal thought. Like if you were trying to write a letter to a friend while listening to this, I think that would there would the two activities would compete for that attention. But if you had something to do like. Uh, shell some beans or um, like uh, like as assemble several things or like make a whole bunch of origami swans or, or something like that with your you know it's like something with your hands or or uh, painting your house like painting the wall painting the ceiling or um, maybe even if you have Maybe you could even be doing something outside while listening to this audio if you have a, a means of of uh, playing the audio outside and you want to, like, um, you know, re resurface the, the blacktop or, or, uh, <clears throat> or, um, or, like, uh, weed, weed the garden or, uh, rake the leaves um, or um, maybe crack some nuts um, that's that's one of these like manual activities that uh, I, I find it's really satis calming and satisfying to do cracking nuts and eating them or, or cracking nuts and saving them to eat for later and it also complements a verbal sort of activity like uh like talking to a friend uh or in absence of that maybe listening to this this uh audio if if you ever get an an opportunity to be with a friend or maybe someone you don't even know that well um and just you know, crack some nuts that's, you know, get some nuts that still have the shells on them, whether you, you know, collect, collect black walnuts off of the ground in the fall, or, um, or if, if you don't have a, you know, a place to find, um, uh, nuts that you can collect, uh, you could just buy some nuts with the shells still on. Um, cause they're cheaper than the shelled nuts. Um, and even, you know, peanuts, unshelled peanuts are really cheap. They're super cheap. 
But the problem with the peanuts is they're, they're too easy to shell. It goes really quick and then you just eat the peanuts and then you get kind of full on peanuts. But something that's a little harder, a little more challenging to shell, like, uh, like walnuts or pecans or um, hazelnuts, Brazil nuts, or um, you know, like a bag of those mixed nuts with the shell still on. And then uh, you could be using a nut, an actual nut cracker, uh, or in absence of that, you can just like hit them with a rock. Um, if you ever get an opportunity to do this with a friend, I highly recommend it because I think it enhances the conversational flow. Um, it and it it provide you know you're doing something with your hands that to me has a calming effect. And then you can have this conversation with a reduced pressure for the conversation to be uh, entertaining to the other person. It's like if there's, if there's pauses and silences in the conversation, it's not awkward because you, you have something else to do. You're cracking nuts. And then at any any time you feel like talking again, you can just resume talking. And there's not this pressure to like cr- to create some certain ideal conversation or to keep the other person entertained. Um, and then you know, so but like cracking nuts can be substituted by other sorts of of similar like manual labor maybe like what would that be like what if you had like a lot of presents to gift wrapped to somebody or stuffing envelopes with invitations to your party um you know you know actually actually sending out physical invitations in the mail or um I don't know maybe 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 even drawing maybe drawing seems like a more tends to be a more solitary activity but maybe not necessarily all right now we, you know now we're away f- kind of getting away from the canal but oh here's here's the, the canals over here to our left but then on the other side is the river and we're in the uh, really we're getting into the forest now the, the more wooded part where there's actually larger trees and more shade and uh, it feels even more pleasant to me because the temperature and the shade feels like just completely perfect and then here's a, a bumblebee these bees are just like crawling inside these jewelweed flowers and I can see how like the flowers are just like the perfect shape for the bumblebee to go into and like uh, I'm, I'm witnessing these bees going to the flower and like feeling abstractly sexual thoughts. Um, uh, which is, isn't too surprising because there, there is a kind of sexual reproduction happening with the flowers pollinating the bees and such. Like there's, there's sex 
happening. I was just watching sex happening with the flowers and the bees. It's interesting that these jewelweed flowers bloom so late in the season. It's almost the end of summer. You know, I've been I've been talking to you a long time about uh, about activities that I that I recommend you try, and I I don't I don't feel bad about it. You know, I like um, typically I would I would think that I'm this is too external thing to reference. It's too extrinsic to what I'm feeling right now. To this experience that we're sharing right now um, but but for some reason now I, I, I feel like it's fine and I, I might even continue doing something like continue that because um, it, it, it does relate to this experience that we're sharing now here's the dam Even while I just realized that I was suggesting to you certain physical activities that you could be doing while possibly listening to just the audio of this video. But then uh, certain things happened in my environment in the visual field that I started talking about. For instance, I talked about being in the forest and then I, I um, held the camera up to the bees going into the flowers and I talked about the bees going in, in, into the flowers. And, and now I'm realizing that if you are indeed just listening to the audio, um, that that could have been a, uh, an, a slightly alienating thing for you because it would make you interested in what's going on on the video rather than just the audio and so if you were if you were trying to get into doing something else while just listening to the audio like that could have been a kind of distraction where you're thinking oh I'm missing something on the video I gotta go see the video turn the video on or something um, <clears throat> and um, but if you if you are actually just if you are watching all the video um, then then I suppose that those those were uh, good things to point the video camera towards but uh, I think I'm going to try to be more conscientious uh, recognizing the possibility that you you may be just listening to the audio and um, I'm gonna try my best not to not to alienate too many viewers slash listeners I mean like so I can I can I can tell you certain things like you know like just for instance I'm walking past a big patch of wood nettles which are a very good edible green and uh, I'm 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 pointing the camera close up to these wood nettles but I would I don't want you to necessarily like feel 
some urgency to to be watching every second of the video to um, <clears throat> see what I'm what I'm pointing the camera at. Like if you're just listening here, you're not. I I don't want you to feel like you're missing out on seeing what the wood nettles look like. You can always, if you're if you're really interested, look up a picture of wood nettles on the internet later. And uh, you can you can once you learn how to identify them, you can know that they're they're edible. Not raw, but you have to cook them, steam them a little bit, like you would kale or something like that. <clears throat> but I I may, I, I may be. Um, Maybe I'm straying into the particular a little much now. And maybe maybe the general positivity that I'm feeling is is uh is allowing me uh too much uh too much slack, too much freedom in what I'm talking about. Um and and not causing me to focus as much. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um I I uh I do need to pee pretty soon and uh, I'm just kind of looking for a good place to do that <clears throat> you know a place to go off of the trail a little bit and uh, I think that I'll I will continue keep the camera on uh I'm not going to show you myself peeing but um I'll continue talking and um <clears throat> I hope that's not offensive to you. I'd, I, I'm not even sure if I should have, if I needed to mention it. Maybe I could have just done it without even talking about it. But uh, I guess it was something I was thinking about, so I decided to. <clears throat> yeah, I'm th thinking about whether I should. Whether how, how much I should try to avoid um, talking about my f physical surroundings, because uh, my my main goal is to be relating to you, um, and I I don't want to be talking too much about the sort of experience that I'm having that um, that you are not having but you know maybe that's maybe that's not necessarily a problem maybe that's maybe that is still relating in fact you know you know I maybe that maybe that really is what most of relating is 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 communicating your experience to another person because they can't be having the exact same experience as you. Uh, and maybe what it is is that that um, I'm trying to be aware of of my own experience on a very immediate level and 
on an emotional level. And I, I don't want, uh, I guess I don't want, um, like a, a conceptual or, or verbal level to, to get in the way of that. Like it seems possible that that if if I'm if I'm focusing too much on on thoughts that reference the external that it might be taking my experience away from my pres- my present experience away from my current sensations and my emotions and and maybe i imagine maybe i'm imagining that as being not as as true um of a, a relation or not as true of a communication of of my experience or yeah like maybe it's um maybe it's not maybe it's a less intimate less honest type of communication but in in the uh, in what I was doing with uh, with suggesting to you um, these activities that I've expound, found to be enjoyable um, I think was is is still um a a perfectly fine way of transmitting of stuff you know i'm I, for the for, for the first time in this video i've noticed my brow being slightly furrowed and a a, a mild sense of consternation and i i wonder if this could be like the, the very beginnings of the possible negative emotions that I had alluded to the possibility of occurring in this video. But as, as I say that, I, 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 I'm still feeling slightly amused at hearing myself say that. Like I felt slightly amused um, at talking about my brow being furrowed. And I feel slightly amused when I hear myself say the word consternated um, <laughs> because yeah I think I generally find the word consternating consternated to be uh, a pretty amusing word to hear and to say and so I uh, I don't want to uh, jump the gun and um diagnose myself as as feeling negative um a priori i'm not sure if you, if that if that's uh how you pronounce that a priori uh, what i'm what i'm saying is uh whoa speaking whoa speaking of nuts 
I think I might just have found a butternut tree. Whoa. Look at that. I think this is a butternut. It's a it's a kind it's a kind of walnut that grows wild, but I you see it so much more rarely than you see black walnuts and they're easier to crack and they're I think a little tastier than the black walnuts but I hardly ever see these trees that's awesome if it is I'm yeah I'm going to have to um, come back to this spot and and uh, collect some of these butternuts and then then you know what's gonna happen after that I'm gonna find a friend or a person who I don't know particularly well and invite them to crack butternuts with me. And then maybe even if we don't if we don't eat all the butternuts all the nuts as we're cracking them, and if there's enough of them, maybe we'll make something out of them, like a like uh use them in the crust of a pie. Um and now, yeah, and this this sounds like a really uh, promising idea. Um, it's I'm feeling ex- feeling excited about it, about um, sharing this experience with somebody of processing uh, a food that's gathered from the wild and then preparing it into something that's delicious. And uh, this is this is one of the things that I uh, associate with the full time. When there's more, when there's more of these sorts of things to harvest. And uh, sometimes lately, you know, it's it's about the end of the summer, and I tend to feel melancholy about it because I enjoy the summer so much. But um, one of the benefits of the autumn is um, all the the different uh, foods that are ripe, uh, whether they be, you know, like cultivated or wild, like, you know, black walnuts, butternuts, hickory nuts, Um, persimmons, apples and pears, squashes, winter squashes. These are, these are things that I just, I really enjoy, uh, harvesting or processing or cooking in the fall. It's it's funny that, that the the things that I'm saying on this walk seem very uh they seem more um particular to my life and um and um and and the past like things I remember oh, there's a there's a praying mantis Am I pointing you right? 
Oh, uh, not very large praying mantis. This just goes to show you that, yeah, that it seems like this video is, um, is moving more into the particular, more into the external than have last videos, previous videos. But to me, it, um, it, it has felt like a, a pretty natural progression. Like they, they've, I, I suppose because these things have felt appealing to me um, and have caused me to feel some excitement. Um, and because the way that I've been talking about these, these things, whether they be uh, certain animals or plants that I encounter um, here while I'm walking, or, whoa, what's this? Oh, I think this is just, I think this is just a milkweed pod. Nothing, nothing, nothing really to get excited about. Um, so, I'm, yeah, getting excited about uh, particular plants or animals that I'm encountering here. Uh, or getting excited about um, certain activities that I enjoy doing, that I've enjoyed doing in the past. And that I feel excited to do again in the future. Because I, because these things ex excite me and I'm, I, I think that I'm talking about them in an excited and enthusiastic manner. Um, I, I suppose that it's, it's likely that that excitement and enthusiasm may be transmitting to you. Look at these. Check these out. If you're if you're watching the video, I think these are called porcelain berries. I think it's probably out of focus. I can't tell if it's in focus or out of focus. But they're they're poisonous to eat. But they look really cool, like dyed Easter eggs. They're really cool to look at. But you don't want to eat them. And this here's evening primrose. These these things have a root that you can eat, and that, I think maybe some other edible parts. Evening primrose, and then this is like a little sycamore sapling. Anyways, getting distracted by plants, but. Uh, I don't know if it's actually actual distraction or if it's just traction or if it's attraction. And then this this leaf it is like a, a kind of hops. It's a hops vine, but the hops vines that grow wild around here are like a kind of uh, I think it's a kind of Asian hops. Maybe it's a Japanese hops vine that came over from Japan uh, and it makes little hops flowers but they are not really effective for doing things like such as brewing beer um, 
the hops that you that they use for beer is a, a different species, and the 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 flowers that those hops make uh, have a stronger uh, bitter quality, and the ones that the, the that they infuse into the beer, but the and the ones that these ones that grow wild here, um, the fl- the bitterness is weaker in the flowers, so they're they're not very useful for that purpose. At least in in my experience and understanding, although uh, I I I don't actually I haven't uh, brewed alcohol in a, a very long time because I I don't really like. I hardly ever drink alcohol. Just once in a while. If I'm, I'm looking at these flowers that are that are seem to be growing Wow. If I shake the flower, I can actually I can actually see the pollen coming off of the flower. That's cool. I'm not sure if you can see that on the video or not, but when I shake the flower, I can see a little cloud of pollen in the air coming off of it. You know, talk about abstractly, abstractly sexual feelings. I'm, I'm feeling slightly less confident of my identification of this vine as being hops because the flowers that I'm looking at look, they look, they look different from the flowers that I remember seeing on the hops vine that, you know, look more identifiable as 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 hops although it's possible that they they're it's just that they're in a younger stage and they're smaller yeah that might be the case actually that they're like in the young younger stage or maybe there's like two different kinds of flowers in this vine or something like that the but the leaves uh to me make me think it's hops but you know this is this is just this is just this is just particular knowledge that you don't necessarily need to know but um, it's 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 not that any any uh, particular um, thing that I'm pointing out or talking about is particularly um, important but um, I hope that that um, perhaps a, a sense of interest and excitement and and perhaps even wonder uh, is being transmitted to you in some form and uh, <clears throat> maybe yeah maybe spurring that that feeling in you or um, And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, if that'll be, if, if you are feeling it, is, is it like a positive feeling? Like, like, does it mean you feel 
would it would it make you feel more excited and interested in in your present surroundings or is there a possibility that uh, me describing uh, these particular plants and animals that I'm seeing here would inspire a sense of longing or desire or or um, absence of of this sort of thing in your life uh, which would maybe be a negative feeling um, is is desire always a negative feeling I'm not sure I'm not sure um, you know usually the I I think I, I've maybe been been taught to to consider desire as being a negative feeling um, yeah like like um, it means you want something that you don't have and if you if you think about like I, I think especially like if you're listening to like Buddhist philosophy or something or Buddhist teachings then that's considered a negative thing and uh, you know they they point out quite uh, quite legitimately that that feeling of desire is is never really like permanently quenched by obtaining the object of desire you obtain if you just it, it seems like it's the case that you attain the object of desire and then maybe that uh, feeling of desire goes away for a little short moment but then you just desire something else that you don't have and it's more of a persisting kind of feeling if you keep looking towards the outside world uh, at least that's how the, the story goes um, in Buddhism and then also to some extent in in popular culture or, or new age um, ideology <clears throat> cool anyways um, I encountered a, a sign back there that's relevant to to my personal life but I think maybe might be kind of relevant irrelevant to your um, experience but you know now that I'm thinking about it it could become relevant to your experience if I actually uh, investigated this uh, turnoff more um, completely uh, so I'm, I'm turning off the main trail that I've been on to uh, a side trail that is not bikeable only hikeable and it's um, the sign is telling whoa sweet hell yes I found a um, uh, shag bark hickory nut this is this is a really delicious nut once you take the husk off and this one is like a pretty good size so I'll take you know like you I'll 
you crack the, off the husk and then there's a nut inside and then you crack the nut the, the nut shell and then you have the nut meat which comes out in small pieces it's hard to get it out in large pieces but it's really delicious there's another one these ones these nuts aren't fully mature these are ones that have dropped off the tree immature which I can tell because the husk once it's once the nut is mature the husk will have split open into four sections but the husk is still enclosed in one section but it alerts me to the presence of this nut-bearing shagbark hickory tree. And I can come back here in a few weeks, I think, and um, likely encounter some mature nuts on the ground. And then, um, as we, as I discussed earlier, I can get a friend to uh, crack nuts with and maybe even I'll convince a friend to ride bikes with me up here and collect the nuts and then crack them and then harvest them and then process them into some kind of pie and that that's like the that's the real uh, uh, triple threat um, you know the best the best outcome possible in in terms of having a a, a uh, sensually enchanting yet spiritually calming uh, tactile sensual tactile experience uh, with another person So I, I walked off the main trail on the side trail after seeing a sign telling me that this trail led to uh, a, a uh, environmental center, which I've previously heard about and read about and been interested in, but I wasn't aware that there was a trail leading to it from the bike trail. And this excites me because it means I can access this other place that I imagine has different sorts of plants and wildlife and sensual experiences than what I normally experience and I can get to it entirely from the bike trail which is a sensually soothing place to walk or bike through when compared to biking on the road or next to the road with all the cars driving by as you you might be experiencing watching this video and having experienced the difference between when I'm walking next to the road with cars and when I'm walking on a trail that's away from the road And now, you know, now I'm walking on a trail that I've never been on and that I didn't know really existed. And my, uh, 
my, my sense of excitement and interest and, uh, and sensual pleasure has just gone up a notch. From already feeling pretty positive. And it, it makes me wonder, what if, what if this entire video consisted of me feeling positive emotions? Like, would it be... I don't think it, it's not going to be... It wouldn't be dishonest. Because I'm not, I'm not portraying emotions that I'm not having. But also, it's, I, would, I would feel it important to... Um, to uh, not, not consider this video as being in any way superior to any of the other videos <clears throat> merely for the fact that it consisted of expressing positive emotions for a longer percentage of its duration than the other videos. Because I, I can't expect that trend to continue with future videos and also I have to be honest that that um, I don't think it would have occurred without making the previous videos uh, which all contain at least some element of negative emotions and um, you know it's like not something that I can fully control it's like um, I'm feeling this uh, a great sense of wonder and discovery right now that is is related to is related to what I'm discovering in my physical realm, but you know my like the things external to my body, but uh, is is probably more related to internal processes happening in my body. Um, and, and saying that, I'm, I'm, I'm actually... Find, find that what I just said to be problematic in, in that it uh, reinforces the difference between the external and the internal. Um, and I think I mentioned talked a little bit about this earlier about not differentiating between the two because the uh, you know what I what I perceive as being my uh, the the world external to me as in the the world that I perceive through my senses, my senses including sound, sight, touch, smell, taste, etc. Um, I'm not sure if the etc. was necessary. Those my my perceptions are all that I have. You know. 
Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't experience anything without having these perceptions. It's, it's like the perceptions are experience. And without experience, like there, there wouldn't, without experience, there wouldn't be myself and there wouldn't be a, a world external to myself. And, and so it's like what I would what I would typically describe as the external world only exists in my perceptions and experience um, and also in my thoughts and the, the thoughts are the thoughts are uh, based on how my mind has been structured by perceptions that I've experienced. I, I've, I have, I've had some, um, some slightly, uh, self-critical thoughts listening to myself speak the past few moments um, in that I I, uh, I, per- I I perceived the things that I said and the way that I said them as conveying a, a strong sense of discovery um, and and then I imagined other people I imagined viewers feeling a sense of uh, of uh, criticalness or skepticism towards my my feeling of discovery um, because I am aware that the things that I'm saying um, in, 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 the, in the immediate retrospect I'm judging some of the things that I'm saying as not being um any kind of new discovery in terms of uh, like the human race or uh, philosophy <clears throat> and such. Um, as in, I I, uh, I don't imagine myself to be making any progress in terms of uh, you know like advancing uh, societies understanding of selfhood or uh or experience or perception or anything like that oh shit there's pawpaw trees over here sweet i'm pointing the camera at some pawpaw trees 
sweet. I wonder if there's any fruit on any of them. This is this is really exciting because I have yet to find pawpaw trees in this state. This is the f- no wait, that's not true. I've seen them on this bike path before, but this is like a a decent stand of them that I've never seen before, and it's accessible. Um, I don't see any fruit on these ones though. And it's the time of season when there would definitely be fruit on them if they were going to bear fruit this year. I'm still looking around. As as I was saying, I... What's this viburnum? Not sure which, which viburnum this is. Whether it's one of the edible ones or the ones that taste like soap. But they're not ripe yet anyways. As I was saying... um, Yeah, I don't imagine myself to be having any kind of insights that are uh, new to our society by any means. And... um, I think it's probable that the words that I'm, the thoughts that I'm expressing have, you know, if you took any uh, particular sentence or uh, group of sentences or train of thought that I'm saying, especially pertaining to uh, sense, sensory perception and uh, internal versus external and such, it seems likely that... Uh, there have been other people that have expressed those thoughts more clearly. <clears throat> um, but nonetheless, the I, I don't feel concerned about that. Because... Um, Because despite that, I, I still feel this this sense of uh, discovery or, or a feeling of uh, openness, I could say, right now in myself. And um, it, it's like... Feeling, feeling that in myself, it seems... It seems like the necessary precursor towards uh, transmitting that feeling to other people. Here's a cool uh, fungus that is called crowded parchment. Just another little factoid that will never help you in your life. Except if you're walking in the woods and you want to impress somebody um, by identifying that fungus. That's what it's used... That's what that knowledge is useful for, is impressing other people when you're walking in the woods.
it's it's like um it's it's funny like i i'm feeling this sense of discovery that uh kind of has to do with me walking on this trail that i didn't know existed and you know certainly many other people have walked on this trail and they know it know about it and they wouldn't feel this same sense of discovery walking on it But uh that doesn't doesn't diminish my feeling and and maybe that's partly because um well I'm getting I'm uh I'm I feel like I'm painting myself into a corner now because I was I was gonna say partially because the the process that I'm interested in is more internal than about my physical surroundings but as I was just saying they're really inextricable from each other and over here there's some really nice chunks big chunks of like quartzite or something really just these these rocks here are like really fascinating to me And then, like, now I'm looking at this whole hillside. There's this whole hillside here that is, like, really enchanting to me because there's, like, it's kind of open on the ground. There's not, there's, like, this op open area that doesn't have a bunch of uh, brush and scrubby stuff. And there's these big trees. And then there's, like, these stacks of rocks that are, like... Um, have these uh these like long grains to them like as if they're wood you know like they have a very distinct grain to them these these rocks and and something about that is like really really fascinates me and they're like this one's in this stack that makes me think that like there's been this been a rock wall here for a really long time maybe but I don't know these ones are kind of more just in a pile like they look kind of unnaturally piled here like somebody dumped them here or something but they're they're certainly uh, I don't know they're they're all of a sort of size they're all in a certain size range and it's almost like they're it almost seems like they're grouped kind of um vaguely uh in 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 similar size and shape and so i'm like wondering how they got to be this way if it was a if it involved people or not and then this 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 rock is like is kind of translucent and i can see i can see the light coming through it and then uh and then i wonder like if this excitement that I feel, if it transmits, if it's, um, if it's empathizable, if you, if you empathize with it, if you, um, if you feel some of it, or if you feel, uh, uh, skeptical of it, or if you feel, uh, patronizing towards it, um, like, uh, like this, like, like, 
like this guy's really uh kind of um just like off his rocker or something or like yeah this guy's like temporarily excited but like uh from my perspective he's he's obviously like uh emotionally unbalanced or something like that um uh, which um i acknowledge could could be the case could very well be the case um it's it's possible that what i'm experiencing is a kind of um <clears throat> a kind of emotional high that uh i'll i'll in the future feel the downside of but i'm walking down this hill this nice like dap this you know dappled sunlight open hill with some some tall trees and um the temperature feels like really lovely and uh this it's you know it's the end of summer we just you know just uh yesterday there was a big long soaking rain and so like i'm wondering if this isn't the perfect time and place to find some mushrooms sprouting up I don't, I don't see any mushrooms yet, but like, this feels like the right place. Like, this is the kind of hillside where I would not be surprised to even see some chanterelles. And um, I have this urge, or like, a, uh, an instinct to actually just like walk very quietly and like and even talk kind of quietly i'm gonna talk a little bit more quietly not for any particular reason i'm not like but sometimes if maybe maybe if i talk more quietly there's a, a greater chance that i'll be able to see some kind of wild animal before i scare it away or something or i imagine that talking quietly will allow me to um attune my senses to this environment more effectively and be able to spot mushrooms more easily that could be it and here's like this whole this whole hillside is like covered with ferns and you know a place that has a bunch of ferns is also likely a place that will have some mushrooms maybe I'll even Maybe I'll even intentionally leave some some gaps of talking, some silences. And then the hill is going down and down and then there's like probably a creek down there. seen any mushrooms but it could be that it's a little bit early in the season for them and maybe more will come out when it gets a little bit colder when it's cold and and then there's a soaking rain 
But to be honest, yesterday was kind of a cool day when it was raining. So it does seem like the perfect time. Or maybe they might take a little bit longer to sprout up, like maybe tomorrow. Here's, here's the remains of some eaten um, red russulas, I think, like that one. And then here, this one, that's like the remains of the red russula, and there's like a bunch of slug trails around it. This one too. So I think I think slugs actually ate these two mushrooms, like all up. There's I can see another one over there. These look like these look like one of those one of those parasitic plants that doesn't have any chlorophyll that I f forget the name of. Oh, here's one that's uprooted. It's, it's got this spiky ball at the bottom, at the base of it, and the top. And there's nothing green on it at all, which makes me think it's one of those parasitic plants. But I'm not totally sure. Maybe if maybe if you were um, maybe if you recognize this plant, you can identify it in the comments section. This one is there's a stream down here. this stream down here and then there's like a big ass like um, muddy uh, vernal pool over there that's no, not a vernal pool because it's the end of summer but that's like if I were a salamander that's where I would be fucking breeding in the spring want to like look under a few rocks in the stream what I'm what I'm hoping to see is salamanders Too muddy to see anything. 
Anyways. What an enjoyable stream. Let's go and look at this big muddy thing. Here's another, here's a little pawpaw tree. Now this is like the part of a walking talking video that where I've, you know, left the most gaps of silence ever. It's really like, I wonder, in a way I'm kind of straying from the format of continuous talking, but uh, I'm, I'm feeling just, whoa, my foot sunk into the mud a little bit. Cool. There's there's these, look at this like decaying fruit thing that I think that's, uh, I think that's the fruit from the skunk cabbage. The skunk cabbage, here's, here's a skunk cabbage with like a new growth on it even though it's, they usually just grow in the spring and then this, but this one has a new growth on it even though it's, it's late, it's the end of summer. And you know these big leaves are also the skunk cabbage. These big uh, leaves that are decomposing now. Man, if if this this isn't a salamander breeding pool. I don't know what is. Although there's not going to be any now because they breed in the early spring. I feel so enchanted right now. And still, still, there's a, there's a feeling of longing because part of me wishes there was another person here with me to see this stuff, but at least you're here with me. And here, here is witch's butter, this fungus, this yellow this yellow fungus is called witch's butter. I think it's actually edible, uh, but don't uh, don't quote me on that and look it up for yourself before trying it. You know, I'm at the in the bottom of this. 
you know, I don't know if it's a ravine or it's too small to be a valley. I guess I would call this a holler. Like I wonder, I'm wondering like what's on the top of that hill up there because I can see the blue sky through those trees. But then I'm also feeling drawn towards following the creek up upstream. So I think I'm gonna follow the creek upstream and perhaps later I'll go to the top of that hill and see what's up there. Where uh, <clears throat> my uh, battery level still looks good. Which is remarkable because we've been recording for two hours and 14 minutes. I feel kind of okay with uh, with some of these silences because the uh, the 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 ambient sound here is very enchanting to me, and uh, I imagine oh, there's a deer. gone now. I don't think I caught the deer in the frame of the camera. Oh wait, there it is. I don't think you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. You can see it. It's in the middle of the camera. There it goes. Whoa, what was that sound? Did you hear that? It's like goo, boom. Kind of like the sound of a frog jumping into the water. And then I'm looking at the spot in the stream where I heard that sound come from and there's like a little muddy cloud, you know, a cloud of mud in the water. Seems like something just moved suddenly. I wonder if I'm being too indulgent. 
As in, I'm, uh... Whoa! What was that? Something just moved. I'm wondering if I'm indulging my own curiosities so much that um, that I'm not creating effective work. Um, because I, I imagine for for work to be good for other people, like for me, it should it should feel like work. But um, this doesn't feel like work to me right now. Like it feels, uh, feels like I would enjoy doing this regardless of whether I was walking and talking. But um, to be honest, I don't think I would enjoy it quite as much as I am now, knowing that uh, I am making this video to share with other people. And that uh, and it's a possibility of well, unpredictable things happening, like seeing a deer or whatever that could get captured on video. And uh, that seems kind of cool, I suppose. When I when I said then when I said um, that seems kind of cool, I suppose. Uh, then I then I judged that as uh, <clears throat> being too vague uh, as in like what do I actually mean kind of cool I could I could be more specific as in the possibility of capturing unpredictable stuff on video or, uh, you know, rare occurrences. Things that would be rare to catch on video. Um, it's it, To me, it seems like there's possibility to create a rare video, I suppose, that would have a certain value to it because of its rareness. <gasps> there's the deer again.
just kind of see parts of it. Now I don't see it at all. I think it's behind trees. I'm going to climb up that hill and see what's up there. And I might scare the deer away. I'll probably scare the deer away once it hears me climbing up. I don't see it. No, wait, I saw it. I saw it. No, wait, no, I didn't. But anyways, I'm going to try to climb up the hill quietly. I'll, sh I'll show you my face just some, for some variety. was there that probably would have scared it away. I think I'm kind of straying from my format. I'm straying from my parameters of continuous talking. But I also feel like I'm discovering new things like the this new possibility of whispering. Whispering is a form of talking, but now it's, now it's like, like this video has an increased, expanded dynamic range in the volume of talking than previous videos. So by those standards, it could be seen as an advancement aesthetically. Weird, I see it like a piece of a fence up there or something. very much but at least I imagine the sounds 
that are being picked up by the recorder to be not unpleasant and I'll start talking a little with a little bit more voice because I think that deer is gone anyways and I'm walking up this hill and I already actually feel like feel my uh, heart pumping harder as in uh, it's not actually that I notice my heart pumping harder but what's up there there's some kind of fence I noticed um, a feeling in my head after walking up the hill a little bit um, like feeling uh, like being able to feel my pulse in my head um, as in I can feel my cardiovascular system working which means in some kind of an indication that um, in some way or, or another this uh, exercise of walking up the hill at this time is uh, there's the deer looking right at me holy shit it's right in the middle of the frame it's staring right at you there's the deer staring at you how close will it let us get to there's another one. There's two deers. The deer's looking at me. They're both looking at us. The deer, the, both the deers are looking at us. I can't decide whether I should look at the camera screen to make sure that I'm capturing the deer in the frame or if I should look directly at the to it and then you'll probably be able to see it run away because it'll be easier to see a moving deer than the still deer in the YouTube video it didn't run away yet it's looking See you later, deers. What do you think's making that sound? see a ladder on this tree. I wonder if it's like a deer stand or something that hunters use. Yeah, that's what it looks like. 
Maybe we can climb up the ladder and see what we can see from the deer stand. Honestly, I'm like really enjoying this episode of Walking and Talking, and I hope you are too. Even though I, you know, I suggested earlier about just listening to the audio, and now like I'm imagining that the uh, the video has become uh, an interesting part of it. But how could I have predicted that I would see all these things? There's a garage over there. So, whoa, an acorn just fell. That was the sound of an acorn falling. A chestnut oak acorn, to be specific. Now, here's this big fenced-off thing. I don't know if I have straight onto private property or if this is part of some public park or what. Maybe some guy will come running out, pointing a shotgun at me. I don't imagine so. That seems kind of like uh, I don't imagine that's going to happen. But uh, we can climb up this ladder of the deer stand and then we can just sit up there and then we can see what there is to see. sugar maple tree. Here's some kind of hickory. This tree that we're climbing up looks like a chestnut oak. This is cool. I feel a little scared that this thing is gonna like, this thing is gonna fall down. This seems pretty sturdy. Hopefully I don't fall down and break some limbs. That would really suck. I'm climbing, I'm mounting this chair like really carefully. Whoa. I feel afraid of this height. Ugh. So, well. I guess the view is not especially um, impressive, but it's different than what we normally have. Wow, yeah, I can just imagine if you sit up here, you know, this is right where, this is right where I first, where I saw the deer. The deer was hanging out like right by the stand. So I imagine if you were a deer hunter, this would be a good place to sit. Yeah, so I don't know if if I'm on public or private property or if this fence off thing is public or private or what. Oh yeah, there's like I think I see a house over there. So that's probably private property.
man, I, I, I feel so excited that to have found this place and um, it's like we're we're only two and a half hours into this video and you know I, I start the video I begin the video somewhat new to my house which means like I could get f I can just walk from my house to this place in two and a half hours anytime I want my house is like in the middle of a dense urban city I mean not not totally in the middle but like you know my house is definitely in the city man I could I could imagine just sitting right here quietly for a long time But I know that's different from the goals of this video. But I wonder, I don't know, I wonder if I could do that and if it would be an acceptable part of this video uh, to be sitting without speaking for a little while. I don't know. I'm not sure. Will I be betraying? Will, the, will I be betraying my work? Or, or will I be uh, expanding the scope of my work? You know? Who knows? Who knows what I should do? Should I keep talking? Or should I be silent?
I so fortunate to be able to do this? It's a weekday. How can I be so lucky? Is it all gonna come back to bite me in the ass? I'm not even walking now. I'm not even walking. I'm sitting. I'm sitting and whispering. I'm sitting and whispering. I'm not walking and talking. What the fuck? I'm screwing up the video. I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm doing the wrong thing, but I like it. I like it so much. I wonder if I like it because it's wrong. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Damn, I could do this for a long time before having any desire to leave. several layers of leaves before it whacks the ground and then it bounces off the ground and then it lands on the ground and you can hear all of that and maybe if I if I turn the video camera sideways like this fuck yeah that was awesome you can I'm hoping that the right channel it the, the right channel microphone is pointed towards the top of the tree and the left channel microphone is pointed at the bottom of the tree so I'm hoping that when that acorn just fell you could hear via your stereo speakers the acorn moving from the top of the tree to the bottom of the tree which would have sounded like it moving from right to left I think or possibly ref left to right I'm not sure which and it was cool that it the acorn fill right after I turned the camera sideways. I wonder if this looks interesting anyways, just looking at this camera, looking at this video sideways. You know, like, the way I'm looking at it, it looks vertical, but the way you're looking at it, it looks this sideways. I bet that looks kind of cool. And then I can even turn it upside. Stereo speakers or headphones. Come on. 
They're falling from the same tree that we are leaned up against. Here's me. Here's me. And the tree stand against the tree. And then here's my legs. And then that's the ladder. Oh, when I look at the back of the camera, the, the, uh, at the screen, the ground actually looks really close. But it's actually the ground is actually pretty far away. That was a flying acorn. And if you lived here in one of these houses, this this wouldn't be nearly as exciting as it is to me. Who lives on a block where there's barely any trees? There's like no trees on my block. I'm zoomed in. time an acorn starts falling I try to point the camera towards it mainly so that you can get the audio of it uh, in case you're just listening to the audio I'll describe what the video is. I'm holding the video camera above me, above my head, and pointing it down towards my head, and kind of moving it side to side a little bit so that you can see the see my body above the ground and get a sense of how high above the ground I am. And then. I kind of wish I could be even higher from the ground, but can't. I'm not going to be able to climb these trees. Not enough big limbs. I don't know. Like this. I wonder if this is a really boring video for you. This is really fun for me, uh, and I'm hoping that, that you're getting at least some part of the, at least some portion of the enjoyment that I'm having. But I, I'm imagining, like I was talking about earlier. I'm imagining you sitting at the computer 
I don't I don't really imagine this video as being totally interesting enough to warrant uh, just watching the video and not doing anything else. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe it is. If it is, then that's wonderful. If you, if you feel content to watch this entire video, or even a portion of it, uh, and giving it your full attention, then that's wonderful. But it seems, I also imagine it being somewhat likely that, that uh, this video isn't quite full of enough uh, interesting stuff, like in a concentrated, in a concentrated way. To, um, to warrant giving you its full attention. Like I'm, I'm kind of imagining that if if I were watching this video, I think I would sort of enjoy having the video on while it's doing something else. Probably, probably something off the computer. Like, yeah. Like doing, doing some kind of physical task. Um, off the computer while this is running and then Maybe I'd maybe I would look at the video sometimes. If if it seemed like there was something exciting happening on the video, and then maybe I'd mostly like be listening to the audio or something. You hear the cicadas? At some point, I'm gonna have to get down from this tree stand and start walking again to make sure that you know I, that, that this video is what I titled it: walking and talking. None of the sitting and whispering stuff. Too much of it. This is like ASMR. If I if I'm whispering and I'm moving the camera left to right, are you getting the stereo? Stereo of me whispering. It's ASMR. I'm, I'm close to your head, whispering in your ears. Wonderful. Man, I'm going to have to come back here, maybe even on subsequent walking and talking voyages. i got to turn around 
and uh, descend this ladder. Facing forward instead of backwards. Look, there's this, there's, I'm looking at this building that's over there. I'm not sure if you can see it on the video or not. Kind of looks like a house, but then there's like a balcony on it. If there's a balcony, I guess that means it's like a fancy house. But I imagine that it would have to be a pretty expensive house anyways to, to be uh, so close to this nice ass area. There's uh, some old hickory nut husks. That's an old one that's split open. Here's here's another here's one that's partially split open. There's a hickory nut that's partially split open. I'm gonna keep this one. That's a hickory nut without its husk. And then you crack this open, and it's a delicious nut. It tastes a little bit like a pecan, but not exactly. It's a little different. I might even, I might even prefer the taste over pecans. But they're, you know, hickory nuts are just not really commercially viable because... Um, they don't come out of the shell in whole pieces. They come out, they, you have to like break them up into little pieces to get them out of the shell. We're kind of getting close to three hours here. Battery level still appears to be good, remarkably. Maybe the batteries uh, can last longer when we're walking in the woods because they're not so fatigued by the sound of cars. More hickory nut, um, kind of maybe a little immature. Gotta come back here. Gotta come back here to get the hickory nuts. And like, may maybe in like a week or something. And I gotta walk past that butternut tree and get those butternuts. Cause those are so good. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're kinda like walnuts. I mean they are kinda like walnuts. Maybe they're maybe they're not. Maybe if I gave you a blind test taste test of wal of an English walnut versus a butternut. I don't know which would score higher, but maybe it's it's Maybe I have a, perce a perception of butternuts being especially desirable because of their rarity. I've been walking along this hillside 
along what looks like to be a deer path and then I'm just gonna walk down the hillside and to the stream again and then I'll probably walk up the other other hillside back towards the trail that I came from came in on here's another stand of paw paws let's look to see if there's any fruit on them No, I don't see any fruit. They look a little too young. Man, I'm I'm really like getting getting off this getting off task here. The task being continuous continuous talking and, and investigation into uh, our relationship as our relationship as as talker and uh, as an YouTube viewer uh, just to describe the video now I'm just walking down a big fallen tree feels the tree is like kind of rotty you know on the outside and then when I when I step on this bark it's kind of soft and uh, I'm just being careful to balance if I fell off it it's not very high so I don't think I'd really be injured or anything most likely but uh I also have to, I, you know, I think I'm actually going to jump off the log at this point. Here we go. I kind of, ex I really exaggerated the um, grunts that I made when I landed. It wasn't that big of a deal. Having uh, some, some thoughts of... Um, some some self-critical thoughts about this video not being um, uh, not not uh, not being um, as as rigorous as it could be in terms of the things that I'm talking about. Um, not being uh, I'm I'm not being as um, intellectually demanding as I could be. I don't think. <clears throat> My thoughts might be a little bit um, scattered or impulsive or something, or, or mainly just like uh, s stimulated by my surroundings. That's that's a big a big difference I think between this this video and past videos, especially the first two, um, where I'm just walking in the in the the city part of the bike path that has a is of of much less interest to me um there's less there's much less external stimuli there 
and um, that perhaps allows me to focus more continuously on my train of thought. Uh, whereas in this video, my train of thought is being influenced heavily by the things that I'm encountering here. And um, I, I'm, I feel like a little bit worried that uh, this might be not not the most um, kind of generous activity towards the viewer. I, I might be a, being a little self-indulgent by doing this uh, hike in the woods here, which I, I didn't I didn't fully plan on. I'm looking at this big hollowed-out tree that I could even stand up inside. There's the camera's inside a tree now. Um, but before this video ends, um, I do plan on getting back on the bike trail, uh, which I imagine will be a little bit less stimulating. And then, uh, so that, that might um, help me get back into the process of continuous talking and uh, delve deeper into uh, thought processes. Whoa! Ah. I uh, walked right into a spider web there, um, but I stopped short of destroying the spider web. And uh, I'm walking up through all these ferns. Whoa, whoa, frog, frog, frog. There it went. Cool. Well, it's another another animal to add to the list. Um, that was maybe a pickerel frog or something like it. It's hanging out kind of far away from the stream. For a frog. Ooh, there's another one. There's another pickerel frog. Wait, try to, I'm gonna try to show it to you. There it is. And there it goes. Cool. There's two pickerel frogs hanging out on this fern-covered hillside. I'm not totally positive on that being a pickerel frog. Maybe if you know your frog 
ID. And if that was a clear enough picture of the frog, maybe you can mention it in the comments. But again, I'm straying from my original goal. I feel a little bit thirsty. I can feel my uh, cardiovascular system working as I walk up this hill. Which makes me imagine that I could possibly that I'm that I may not be in the in my peak physical uh, shape at the moment on a short-term scale, uh, but generally I been feeling very healthy lately. And exercising a lot. Whoa, this is a weird thing. Like some, there's a big ass gall on this tree. Like a tree tumor. Oh yeah, when I, I just squatted there and then when I stood up, like I felt the like very slight dizziness or something um, that uh, <clears throat> I think has something to do with me having eaten um, a lot of uh, sweet things in the past few days um, and kind of a lot of chocolate in the past few days and uh, I definitely noticed a correlation of uh, feeling a little bit more uh, fatigued after doing something like that and then needing kind of a detox period before feeling again uh, at, at my, my most uh, physical energy highest physical energy level and uh, here we are back the path uh, some kind of building over there that um, again I don't know if that's private property but um, I know that the this is Around here, there's this environmental center that is like, you know, a public place that you can hike around. So, I think I'm probably on um, public property now. But uh, there remains to be a lot of stuff to be explored around here. But again, it's not necessarily relevant to you, the viewer. Um, yeah, I have... I, I'm, I'm afraid I might not be doing an especially good job at, uh, at creating a, a very uh, relevant 
video for the viewer unless you were someone who's especially interested in, in me as a person or especially interested in my own work, then in that case this might be uh, an interesting video to you uh, in terms of its deviance from the other videos um, and in terms of how much it reveals about myself as a person um, even though um, I don't think that that necessarily revealing a lot about myself about a person is, is necessarily what I'm trying to do here in fact I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not what I'm trying to do <clears throat> I'm uh, yeah the, the main goal is to create an, engage, an engaging experience for you um, but in the process of that um, I think it it's helpful for me to feel engaged myself but uh, then I also I also question uh, what that really means to feel engaged whoa what's this plant crazy is this buckwheat or not what the heck it has these triangular leaves total triangles and then on some of the stems there's some of these leaves that form a whole circle around the stem continuously and those things make me think it's buckwheat or something related to it but then but then it has thorns on it like little bitty tiny thorns and that seems very uncharacteristic of buckwheat but there's there seems to be the beginnings of some seeds forming on it so maybe when the seeds develop um, that'll make it easier to identify but you know here I am just getting distracted again I'm not sure I don't think apologizing for that is, necess is necessarily the best thing to do um, but there there is this possible this uh, this slight concern that I have that um, about the thing that I mentioned towards closer to the beginning of the video about how um, at the beginning of the video I was feeling such positive feelings for an extended period of time and um, I felt concerned about the uh, the possibility of um, this video uh, having an emotional arc um, that was like all positive except negative at the end and that being undesirable um, but at this current mom moment I don't feel too worried about that um, I, I, I know that um, that uh, this this video is not an easy thing to to quickly get something out of um, Like if you if you if you watch um, just a, a short uh, few minutes of this video, um, I, I don't expect um, 
for for much to be transmitted or for you to like to gain anything from it um and um it's it's i think i think it it takes i think this video is going to i mean this i think this series generally um would require a, a greater time commitment um, to experience than something like like sitting and smiling, where uh, it's it's not important to to watch all of the content to understand it to 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 get the full aesthetic impact. Um, but this walking and talking. Um, the uh just i th i think that just just knowing about it like just somebody just telling you about the walking and talking uh won't transmit the full aesthetic impact and also just watching a few minutes of it won't um transmit the full aesthetic impact um but it's it's here it's here on youtube for whenever you whenever you feel like watching some of it or listening to some of it whenever you f you feel like you have some some time where uh this seems like a worthy expenditure of that time then this is available and if you find that you have uh, other ways that you prefer to spend that time, then I'm I'm happy for that too. I'm not sure which of these paths is the one that I came in on. I can't quite remember, but I'll try this one. I think this is not the one that I came in on. I think this is somewhere, I think this is something else, but I'm gonna explore it anyway. There's, um, some autumn olive bushes here. That's what I'm pointing the camera at. And autumn olives make, an, make a little red berry that's edible and it's, I like the taste of it and it's sour. It's not like an olive. And they're ripe in the late fall. I'm telling you little bits of information. Um, that my my worry is that I, I, I don't want it's not that I want to direct your attention to 
any other kind of objects like certain wild certain plants or something but I also kind of wonder I, kind of, I, I do kind of wonder if uh, if something like foraging wild food um, is, is a kind of uh, that was fun I tripped on a um, a branch that got uh, it got totally stuck in my shoe and then I just fell down and yelled I wonder if um, doing something like foraging wild food is is a kind of catalyst towards um, a change in mind state um, I've found that the process of, of doing something like picking berries or collecting nuts is like I I always feel much calmer while I'm doing something like that uh, than I otherwise would I think so if, if there is uh if there are things that are worth if there are external activities or objects to point that are worth pointing to I think that uh, wild food is one of them I'm walking now on a path uh, that I, I haven't been on before and I'm not quite sure where it's leading me but it's the forest is pretty lush around here. I don't... Th I think I'm going in the general direction back towards the bike path. But... Uh, seems like I would have hit it by now if I were going there. Well, I guess we'll see. I might have to backtrack a bit to get back on the bike path and I'm gonna have to walk up this hill that I'm walking down now if I have to backtrack uh, spice bush Lindera nah, I hate this I don't I I hate I hate being the fucking uh, guy in the woods identifying all the plants because I think it's mainly a form of social capital that is like being a fucking person who identifies all the wild plants it's its main function is to impress people that you're walking with so maybe I should just make a rule of no more identifying plants. It's a fool's errand. I'm walking on... I don't know if I'm getting close... 
closer to the bike trail. I hear a sound. That sounds... Definitely some kind of motor. Some kind of machine. Okay, this <coughs> trail is making a uh, making a bend back here, uh, leading me farther away from the bike path. So I think I'm gonna backtrack here. Man, this video has to be so boring for you. I'm sorry. What if what if what I what if what I prophesized is coming true? What if it becomes negative at the end? What if it what if it becomes uninteresting to you? But uh You know, I'm not I don't actually f feel distressed, I don't think. Um for short moments, for short moments, I did feel worried that uh, this video is becoming uninteresting. And yeah, some of that, some of that feeling is persisting. Like especially now that I'm backtracking on the trail. Um, you know, backtracking on a trail is, is, uh, usually, it's never as exciting an experience as walking on a trail you've never walked on before because that, the, there's no sense of discovery. Even though sometimes you might notice something that you didn't notice on the first round. Uh, and, you know, like, this might be contributing to my mental state and uh could be that I'm experiencing more fatigue uh than I did at the than I had at the beginning of the video but none of these none of these factors really have to determine anything and uh, they're they're more like they're more just hypothetical things and like I think that the danger mainly is in Believing myself that these things would cause a, a, a lame video. When in truth I think it's more productive to me to, to maintain the attitude that, um, that I am in control of my train of thought and my thought process and that I, I have the ability to create an engaging video and that I should just try my best to do it. Uh, and this, this, is an, this is a pretty interesting line of thought here that I'm encountering because it, uh, <clears throat> it's emphasizing more the aspect of my own free will than I think I have in the past. Like... I'm I'm speaking of myself as possessing agency. Um rather than simply All right, which way do I go now? 
rather than than s simply being kind of like um, the uh, the the subject of this train of thought, or or being like the uh, just like the carrier of a train of thought, uh, the train of and like not have not actually having control, but like just be somebody who's like channeling the the, the train of thought and the emotional the emotions. Um, it's it's a uh, the 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 question of like how much agency I have as a person is an interesting one. Um, because in thinking, thinking, imagining myself to have agency and control over my emotions and thoughts um, seems. Uh, Ooh, what was that? that from the way that it moved, it looked like a toad. Where'd you go? Where'd it go? Well, whatever critter that was, it escaped identification. But I'm guessing it was a toad. Um, yeah, imagining myself to have agency and control, like, uh, means that, that I can direct myself to, um, having a more positive experience and to, to achieve my goals and to have a positive impact on other people's lives. And I, I guess I associate those sorts of thoughts with feeling more positive feelings. You know, like, whichever, whichever pyramid, whichever paradigm is actually true um, whether my free will and agency are real things or not or if I am just kind of subject to uh, determinism is a uh, maybe maybe it's uh, maybe it's a moot point I don't know maybe it's like I don't necessarily believe one of those sides of the things to to be completely true or false and maybe maybe both of those have the potential to be true it's all about how you look at it or something like that um but um for the for the purposes of this video, uh, it might be an interesting experiment for me uh, to to try and operate from the assumption that I'm in control of my emotions and in control of my thought processes, and I'm fully capable 
of creating uh, a positive experience for you and um, which which is my goal and uh, yeah take take that as a, a starting point and and uh, see see how um, our experience differs uh, from our experience while watching other videos or other portions of this video. Um, I, yeah, I think, you know, I, like, currently I can have the, uh, I do have the memory of, I'll show you my face for a moment, here's my face in the sun, I have the memory of, uh, portions of previous videos, um, which I was feeling more negative emotions, and, um, It could be that those in those times I was operating under um, a, a sense of having less agency and less control over my emotions, uh, because of course, if I if I did feel like I had control over my emotions, then of course, then I wouldn't choose to feel bad. I don't think. But then there's there's also this this aspect of um, like sometimes you have to feel something bad or something unpleasant in order to achieve some other goal, uh, which in in the long run leads to more increased happiness. And um, now here we are. back of the bike path where it's going to be much more sunny and uh, the temperature has gone up a bit since I started this walk talk and it feels bright to me like I'm squinting my eyes a little bit squinting It's um, it's open here, and I'm walking on a flat, paved surface, and I don't have to pay as much attention to where I'm stepping. There and um, you know, there's there's less. I guess there's less diversity of sensory stimuli in my immediate surroundings, like in the in the space that's immediately surrounding me. Uh, there's not things like plants and animals, like, you know, within a few feet of me all the time. And, and so um, I think that my attention is right now uh, being pulled outward less and is, has more, more freedom to... Uh, oh, there's a caterpillar. There's a caterpillar. I thought that was kind of funny because I was talking about myself being less distracted and then I saw the caterpillar and so I decided to uh, let myself be distracted. It's kind of a humorous um, thing. <clears throat> so as, as, I, as I kind of predicted, 
<coughs> there's uh, there's less stimuli now, and so it's it's more like uh, my attention is more focused on my words again, um, which is much different than uh, when I was back there in the woods, especially sitting on that uh, deer stand. If you remember that part. Um, it's funny that 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 seems so far away to me now. It's like our experience can change so drastically from moment to moment. It's amazing. Whereas before, I had this desire to be to be almost silent. And to just sit kind of still. Now I'm very much back in the flow of talking continuously and um, paying closer attention, I think, to the things that I'm saying. More undivided attention. And like this is this is a, a part of the video where it's, you know, probably less interesting to watch the video part. Uh, but the audio part may, may actually be more interesting because uh, now I'm, again, giving my undivided attention to the words coming out of my mouth. And so, like, n now I imagine, uh, like, if it were me watching this video, like, this might, maybe this is the part where I would resume, if I hadn't already, uh, resume doing something else while just listening to the audio but who knows I mean perhaps something about this is is creating a compelling visual image too but uh, if it is I'm not really aware of it It's it's also kind of amazing to me that um, three and a half hours has elapsed here, and um, I don't really feel fatigued at all, actually. Neither... I don't feel fatigued physically, really, or mentally. Like, I'm not, I'm not yet dying to stop talking. I'm not suffering really, you know, by talking. It's like, it's still, uh, and now it, I noticed that there, I think there is some work involved here in continuing to talk. Like it's, it's not like, like the talking right now isn't, isn't necessarily like my natural stasis or equilibrium. But, um, It's, it's not, it doesn't feel difficult, really, at the moment. And, you know, like, now I'm feeling... What actually, what actually feels difficult is, is uh, to not become too engaged with my, my uh, surroundings here. And to stay focused on what I'm talking about. Uh, and it becomes, 
it's the most difficult when I when I'm seeing things that I see rarely or that I haven't seen obviously but uh probably as I as I progress closer to towards my point of origin things will become more familiar and uh, less stimulating which I think is a good thing for this video the uh, oh the battery is very low now you know usually I just let the batteries run out and then I I switch them but now that I see the batteries are about to run out I'm gonna intentionally stop the video and then replace the the batteries and then I'll know that there's uh, I won't have said anything that's not recorded there won't be uh, anything missed so here comes the uh, short uh, cut in the I hope that went pretty smoothly I think that um, I think that would would be good for this video um, now that I I think I'm getting closer towards the um, my sort of soft t time limit um, as in I, I don't want to I don't think I want to make these videos uh, I don't think I want to make this particular video much longer than four hours but you know why do I even think about that why do I even think about the time span is what I'm wondering but I, I do think that um, probably having some kind of subconscious time span um, affects the way uh, that these things arc. Because if I if I have the some kind of knowledge that I'll be ending it, ending it soon, then that'll affect in some way what I'm saying. And um, now that we're out of the woods, and I'm, I'm just not, I'm walking on a relatively uninteresting uh, trail. It gives me the opportunity to focus back in again on the thought and our uh, our verbal communication, which I, I think is uh, a nice thing to end this video, which because in, in the middle of it, it got kind of far away from that but uh, now even even when I talk about the middle of the video I'm not sure if I'd, I don't necessarily want to be referencing that and I, I also have to wonder you know I haven't really been feeling much suffering or pain during any of this video and I've mostly been feeling positive feelings and that makes me suspicious of this video as like as you know maybe I'm maybe I'm not working hard enough here maybe I'm missing certain subtleties maybe I'm becoming lax um, 
you know, like, like it often seems like that, um, I often have the feeling actually that my, my happiness is dependent on something that's, that's actually either, either temporary or, or, or damaging to myself or, or the rest of the world in some way as, as in, uh, It's like if I'm if I'm feeling happy sometimes I almost have this feeling like maybe I'm not working hard enough, you know? And then I start to question, well what is my happiness dependent on right now? And I know that uh all the conditions around me are completely temporary. So, I'm, I'm never, it seems like I'm never able to feel fully comfortable in my happiness. Because I know that this feeling probably wouldn't persist in the, present, in the absence of a lot of conditions or in the presence of certain unfavorable conditions like such that were, for, for example, causing physical discomfort. Like if I had some health problem, which, you know, is, it's an in, inevitable that I will at some point in the future. I guess that, I mean, I guess that I can, knowing that I can really try and fully appreciate uh, what I have in this moment, which like happens to be good physical health and uh, very pleasant weather and pleasant surroundings. For example, here we are at the, again at the butternut tree. I'm gonna collect a few of these butternuts in my pockets. Hmm, I wonder if these brown ones are these brown ones any good? Or are they from last year? There's still a lot of green ones on the tree, and then there's still and then there's a lot of brown ones on the ground. I'm wondering if the brown ones are any good. I'll collect one of them. I'll collect a brown one. And test it. And then I'll get these green ones. So I'm more confident in them. I'm I've I feel um, fairly confident in the the concept and the process of this video series, but I think very rarely do I ever feel fully confident in the actual 
content as I'm uh, churning it out. As in, um, this the process that I'm doing is uh, greatly interests me, and I'm not aware of anything like it. Um, but at any given moment during the video, I, I don't normally. Well, I guess sometimes. But I during the during the video at any given moment I don't necessarily like feel uh, especially confident about the particular thing that I'm saying in the moment as being particularly valuable. Um, but I think that's okay because I, I have a thought of, I have this thought about the, uh, the, the overarching process and concept to, to, um, be lending a certain framework and structure that uh, oh, that will that is is fine to include uh, specific content on the micro level that uh, I don't necessarily that may not in the moment of creating it seem especially compelling to me. I guess it's more like um, having some kind of commitment to carrying out the process and uh, being willing to see where it goes. But uh, I, I think that that might get away from um, the idea that I was talking about a little bit earlier about uh, attempting to, to um, approach my time uh, from the perspective of having agency and control over my um, over the quality of what I'm doing but uh, the other the other thing is that I don't necessarily have strict criteria for judging the quality of what I'm doing Starting to feel a little bit hungry, um, and that's a welcome feeling. I'll, uh, I'll point the camera at myself for a little bit for some variety because I think I noticed I was pointing it at the ground for a little while and I think uh, filming the ground is not very pleasant to look at. I don't know my, I'm not sure if my face is especially pleasant to look at either but 
uh, it's just that the ground um, feels a little bit claustrophobic or something to look at. You know, it's it's almost uh, that's the thing about this being a video as opposed to uh, you being here with me in physical space is that um, you can't control uh, the the total frame of vision. Your your frame of no, that's that's not actually true though. You can you can control the frame of vision. It's just that this video is is only one small part of your vision. Like that is that is to say, the video is uh, representing one small frame of what I'm able to see and um, I'm able to see and and that's you know and that's and and what's in the what's inside the frame of the video is the thing that we are sharing being able to see like outside of the outside of what I can see here I can't see um, what you can see where you are like you know your computer you computer and or your phone or however you're viewing this i can't see your screen or what's outside like if you're in a room and i can't see your your body and uh but i i can see but when you're looking at the video you are seeing a representation of part of what I'm seeing. And so we have that to share. I, I'm starting to uh, think about getting, getting closer to the end of the video and how I might want to end it. But that's... I don't think it's actually a good way to think about it, you know? I'm not really trying to plan ahead. Uh, I remember like at the... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try not to talk so much about the beginning of the video either. Um, and, and, uh, and just let, let that go. And... Try, try and notice something that uh, maybe is escaping my attention. Uh, some, some subtle truth about the present moment that I might be missing if I, if I go too much into planning ahead or um, talking about uh, what has already elapsed here. And I'm also, I'm also trying to hone in on on something something that uh doesn't have to do necessarily with my surroundings and i can feel myself directing my attention more towards my thought process and and towards my speaking process paying closer attention to the words coming out of my mouth again and Wanting to try and allow the words to come out without without being 
without thinking about something else, without being aware of constructing these thoughts, but more just being aware of this of the sound of them coming out as they come out and feeling and to to actually to actually direct my own experience uh, towards an experience of um uh, of actually not having agency it's it's feels like this paradox where i'm I'm using whatever agency I have. Definitely, I can feel myself working in a certain direction with my mind. But I'm working towards a direction of... of towards just experiencing... Rather than feeling like I'm controlling. It's, it's kind of a paradox because it's like... I am controlling on a certain level, but I'm, I'm trying to get to the point of having an experience where I don't, I, I, I'm not, not feeling myself controlling, but I'm like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's, um, that if I can become aware of those, um, <clears throat> processes of control or, um, those mechanisms of control if I can be fully aware of them as they're happening it's like um, it's like feeling like I'm how can I say it It's like if I if I imagine myself to be controlling my thoughts and my emotions then it's like there there's an I that is separate from my thoughts and emotions I but I I suppose that what I'm trying to do is is experience those thoughts and emotions almost in a way that I, I just become the thoughts and emotions, but that that doesn't feel quite right either. Like uh, I'm not necessarily trying to identify with the thoughts and emotions, but I'm not trying to separate myself from them either. I'm having a really difficult time trying to describe what's happening here. Which, on one hand, does feel like I... There, there is an agency of control that's directing my action and my, my thought process. But on the other hand... There's this, there's also feeling of just, of witnessing it happening, of witnessing my thought process and and witnessing uh, my speech and and witnessing like my, my uh, body moving through the space, but 
something something there's something different about the way that I'm that I feel like I'm perceiving um my idea of self versus the rest of the world right now and uh and my perception of time feels like slightly different right now and it's it seems quite likely that 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 is it is possible to direct myself into the state because it doesn't seem like a coincidence that it's just starting to happen now finally at the very end of the video you know what i'm saying like <clears throat> I could actually, if I were to, to try to describe the emotional topography of this video, um, it started off positive and then it got more positive and more positive and kept going up. And then uh, it's not that it, it hasn't like necessarily taken a nosedive or something. Like I'm not suffering or feeling bad now or negative emotions for sure. Um, but then, then that thing happened where um oh there's another turtle where my mind um where something different altogether than than feeling just positive or negative is occurring like i went off to the side of the topography off the charts there's a bunch of turtles Um, and so I would also say that, uh, I could also describe this feeling as a, as an, as a feeling of, of openness and, um, I, I feel actually, especially attuned to the present right now. And I, I feel unworried about the things that I'm saying. I feel unselfconscious. Very unselfconscious. And like the like the future could take any shape. Like even in the next moment, like I I don't know what I'm gonna say in the in the very next moment. It could like it could take shape, take any form. What I'm gonna say, but I I don't I don't necessarily like feel an anxiety about that about uh, saying the right thing or about about uh, the possibilities that disappear when I say one thing, you know? When I say one thing, there's infinite other things that are not said. And, and like, that's like at each moment, infinite other possibilities are disappearing as one reality comes into being. But I don't feel an anxiety about that.
for, for certain, I don't feel like anything needs to be said. Um, that is, I, I'm aware that, um, I'm aware that no, no words that I could say actually fully, fully transmit my own experience. And indeed, um, I don't, I don't think it's actually possible to fully transmit one person's experience to another person short of becoming that person, you know? Um, whatever, whatever I'm saying is, is part of my experience and it's becoming part of your experience. And for, for us both being English speakers, it seems right now that that's, that the words are the best bridge between our experiences at the moment. I, I often, I have this, like, this, this feeling like my experience of reality is limited by me having, having a particular, having the identity that I have. But now, like, this brings up this really weird problem. I don't, it's not necessarily a problem, but or a question or something like, I'm not sure if I could have experience without having identity. But it seems it also seems like identity would necessarily limit my experience. But I, I, I mean that that has to do with that has to do with imagining other experiences, other possible experiences. The idea of having limited experience is dependent on the the idea of there being other possible experiences. But maybe but I mean in the present moment there's not actually any other possible experience. Any other any other possible experience is is a thing that I can imagine in the present moment as occurring in the future or the past or in a different body or a different um, spatial location. All of which are things that I can't suddenly um, 
transport myself to right now. Like right now. Well, I mean, if I talk about now in the very specific sense, without there being time, without there being any present or past, then certainly there's no other possible experience for for the present. Right now, you, you can't be experiencing anything else than what you're experiencing right now. And it's like there, there is no other experience right now. There is no other experience than right now. And in that sense, experience is as complete as it could possibly be. It's everything that there is. Even, even your sense of identity, the sense of your past, and your possible future, those all exist within your experience. They're part of your experience right now. They're part of your experience of now. So this experience is all there is. And it it may include ideas about other experiences, other possible experiences. I don't think this is important really to say and certainly has no bearing on how to behave really maybe it does I don't know I think I might want to end the video. It's it's interesting. I, I feel that I that I feel Oh, there's a big fish. Wait, can you see it? There's a big fish.